podcast where I, Lydia, and I, Ashna, open up the conversation on sustainability to inform and empower. We want to connect real people to topics they care and are curious about, but without the jargon or BS. Mm. Join us as we chat about all things sustainability related and how they intersect with our daily lives. From eating out to what we wear, to the latest technology and more. And we're also going to bring in some really cool guests doing cool things for people and the planet. Great. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Um, So today's episode is quite an exciting one because we're with a guest. We always love having guests. (laughs) Yeah, we're with Evie, who is co-founder and owner of Atlas and Autus. Um, Ash, you want to tell us a bit about what they do? Yeah, well, I'll let uh, Evie do that when we introduce her. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Um, they're uh, a brand that that goes um, and has products about reusable water bottles, bags, soaps, all these sustainable products that we always talk about having um, a need for, and they, they serve us. So we'll dive more into that and let her uh, introduce herself. Um but I guess, yeah, why did we, why did we pick this topic? Um, yeah, so Atlas and Autis has a particular focus on helping you, helping make it easy for the consumer to cut down on single-use plastics. Um, so that, that's great, and that's something that we, we've touched upon in the previous, in the plastics episode that we released last. And um, so it's, it's great to see a company which is, trying to fulfill that demand of like helping you cut down on on plastic um and so like I I think someone sent me a Guardian article the other day and um it shows that the 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 issue of plastic with consumers is is growing so much that now people are actually willing to pay more for a non-plastic alternative to their everyday products Mm -hmm. which is pretty much exactly what Atlas and Autos is, is providing. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, and eight out of ten consumers are also trying to to just cut down generally on um, plastics they use. So yeah, that's that's like crazy high numbers. So I just think it'd be really interesting to talk to Evie about you know as a company kind of breaking the mold and already answering that demand of like helping cut down. Um, plastic for essential everyday essential items you know like what is your experience of consumers reaction to the brand and also you know the challenges and successes that you have in bringing that to market Um, yeah and I think from our you know we started doing this podcast to really connect people to brands topics that they really do care about and you know for me a lot of the challenges is where can I find x or what is what is the solution for things so um, yeah I guess without further ado um, welcome Evie Uh, hi hi, I'm Evie Calder Um, I am I guess an environmentalist and a social entrepreneur though I hate saying that Um, I am the co-founder of ANO which uh, Atlas and Autis which I run with my sister Um, yeah yeah and like what why why is this why are you an environmentalist like why is that matter important to you um I've been really passionate about the environment for about 10 years. I studied environmental economics at uni and I got really into sustainable development. Um, I worked for a climate change group for a year. Um, and the thing, basically, 
nature is really powerful. We can be interested in politics, we can be interested in fashion, but at the end of the day, if we screw up our environment, no one knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, no one really knows what's going to happen if our temp- if our planet warms more than 2.5 degrees, 3 mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah. You can't control it. And I think that's the thing is that it's actually really scary. You know, you can, to an extent, you can control politics, to an extent, you can control business, but you can't control climate change. Mm. Yeah. And I guess, if, you know, from my perspective, it's also a lot of it, you know, you, you can't change it, but it's also, you know, once the damage is done, it's yeah. so much harder to, mm-hmm. to undo yeah. that. Absolutely. Even like if we stop. Fish, all these things. And all like, yeah. you can just grow fish and put yeah. them exactly. back. Exactly. Once the, they're gone, they're gone, really. Yeah. Um, and even if we, like, stopped emitting now, there would still be a massive lag in that we'd still keep warming, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Is it like 12 years? I keep hearing that. Yeah, so it's now 11. So it was the IPCC report last year said we have basically 12 years to avert catastrophic climate change, which we're now down to 11. Um, We'd basically have to cut emissions, I think it's 45%, by 2030 to avoid two degrees of Mm. warming. That's pro- you might want to double check that <laughs> something along those sides, yeah. but yeah. But still, you know, that's not a long time no. at all. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, shall we perhaps, on that note, talk <laughs> a know. bit about what we did really badly this week? <laughs> switch off moments. Switch yes. Off moment. Yes. Um, yeah, so Evie, um, we, we briefed you a little bit before this, but every week um, or every podcast, we talk about our switch off or switch on moments. So this kind of stemmed from us wanting to do this podcast and acknowledging the fact that we are not perfect or even close to in terms of the, the sustainability yep. side. We're, we're two people very passionate about it. But at the end of the day, life gets in the way, you know, life happens. And we really just want to acknowledge, you know, what are those kind of off switch off moments? Um, mm-hmm. And then also from that, how can we next time better or just relate to other people that have the same kind of issues? Um, yeah. You kick us yeah. Off? So, yeah, um, this week I had <laughs> it was a switch on moment, but it was also like a very low point in my life, <laughs> generally. Okay. A very low point. <laughs> well, not very low. I mean, gosh, <laughs> depressing these <laughs> listeners today. It's like on the scale of first world problems, it's pretty bad. Okay, do enlighten so, us. So, um, yeah, I was um, getting ready to go to work on my commute. I was going to cycle, you know, sustainable. Um, and I was getting ready to go and I just nipped back inside to get the recycling to take out again. Biking, recycling, great. Yeah, tick. Um, So I went inside to get the recycling and in the meantime, like it was within like less than two minutes, someone had stolen my bike. Oh no. And I was, I was, at first I was just so confused. I was like, wait, where have I put my bike? You know, like... I must have forgotten it. Um, but no, someone had taken it. That's so horrible. Yeah. Someone was, I was telling your story to um, to your flatmates, and they, so they were like, oh, well, it's initiation to live in London. You know, everyone gets their bikes stolen. I'm like, that's terrible. Mm. How does that incentivize people to bike when... I know, it's really, it's brutal. That's happened twice now. That's two stolen bikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Two stolen bikes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was at least I was I was trying, 
you know. I wouldn't really say that was your fault either. Yeah. No, no. I know, it was like, they must have seen me put it there. And then I went back inside and then they took it because it was literally that quick. What evil sharks. I know. You were trying to do good. Yeah, yeah. so mean. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Evidionico, do you have one? I do. So, What's your confession? <laughs> um, I don't really buy clothes very often, but um, circumstances this week have meant that I've been left with basically no clothes. So earlier okay. today, <laughs> sorry, that doesn't really explain. <laughs> I'll, should I explain a bit more? Right I am wearing clothes right now, by the yeah, way. Okay, <laughs> but that, that's because I. I had to go. I had to go shopping because I have moved into a new flat, but I only have about one night's worth of stuff. Um, long story, <laughs> but yes, I had to go shopping earlier and um, ended up in a high street shop that I haven't been in in a really long time, and I don't feel very good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really like buying unethical clothes, mm-hmm, um, yeah. and so yeah, I feel a bit bad about that. I feel quite bad about that. Um, but girl got to wear clothes, so exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those moments where you know it's uh, the choice between not wearing clothes and <laughs> yeah, wearing, wearing clothes, clothes. <laughs> and you're like on, on balance. But I was thinking about this: is that I a lot of the times that we slip up is actually not quite a lot of the time. It's not really our fault if you forget your reusable water bottle or you haven't got your lunch, say. Um, for whatever reason, you go to the shop, you have to buy a plastic water bottle, you have to buy your lunch that comes in plastic. Mm-hmm. That you, I come out of the station at Oxford Circus and the first shop I see is probably going to be unethical. Yeah. And that is because of the system that we're living in at the moment. You know, yeah. It would be really great if I could go to a shop and buy a sandwich that didn't come wrapped in plastic or I came out of the shop and there was um came out of the station and there was an Oxfam or there was you know if you're in a rush and you're trying to live your life Mm -hmm. the way that we're living at the moment in this system is not built for people who are trying to be sustainable Mm. so true very true so don't feel too guilty (laughs) you'll end up you'll end up getting really anxious and depressed about it yeah yeah that's the thing I think there's only so much there's only so far you can go yeah you can try your best yeah we're just human at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um mine i think i've done one like this similarly but last night i was at a book club it was late i had to leave early book club yes i'm in a book club um for the book club girls listening about that sorry i didn't invite you (laughs) (laughs) we had one we had a book club you and i it was lydia it was just me (laughs) the book Lydia never read the book I would come to these like sessions just us two at a cafe like oh let's have book club time girl doesn't read the book so ditched her found a new book club I thought that's what we were calling it oh yeah book club where you just meet up and drink wine um well anyways at this book club i had um had to finish some work but this it was like a location that was the opposite end of where i live like a good probably 10 miles away and i had to take an overground so i'm waiting at the overground miss the station like miss the train by like two minutes the next train's in 20 minutes Mm -hmm. then you've got to take an underground Mm -hmm. and then go to my house anyways it was going to be a long journey so i was like you know what screw it i'm just gonna take an uber um so that was my switch off moment because I took an Uber, but was it a Prius? I don't remember. That's that's semi allowed. Yeah, 
Yeah. He probably was. I feel like in order to be an Uber driver, you need a Prius. Mm-hmm. So why is a yeah. Prius so good? They're hybrid, aren't they? They're hybrid cars, yeah. yeah. Um, but I to like make myself feel better, I did Uber Pool, which is not nice. only cheaper, but mm. you get to like make mm-hmm. friends. Better the for the environment. Better for the environment. The people didn't make friends with me. They weren't the most chatty oh. Cathy's, but <laughs> but um, you know, multiple stops, and I was like on the whole journey. You know, the Uber guy even told me how Uber is like really helping his life, so I felt like I was contributing to his life. You know, the tube guys don't <laughs> mm-hmm. tell me how I'm contributing to their no. lives, do they? Now, so no. You know what? A switch off, but I don't feel too bad. Did you give him a five star rating? I did. Good. Yeah. There you go. And left you did a nice good thing. Review. Good. Great. Well, well done. Thanks. I know how much you love Uber, so. I know. I, w- I was talking to the Uber guy being like, can you just have a membership? <laughs> Another switch off. But this is what I mean, is that, like, if all Ubers were Teslas, then we wouldn't have to worry about getting Ubers because they'd yeah. be carbon yeah. neutral. Yeah, exactly. So... And you'd be driving, driven around in Tesla. Exactly. So sweet with that. That would be so cool. My mum, instead of um, an Easter egg... Um, for Easter this year, got me an Uber voucher. That's cute. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lovely. Um, you, did you ask for that? No. <laughs> I got a vegan Easter egg, which was it. quite good this year. Was nice. Quite, please. A vegan oh, Easter please. egg. Yeah. Let's switch on. I'm trying to pull on these switch on moments here. <laughs> just don't have any. <laughs> I promise. Um, do we want to um, talk about our challenge or just uh, briefly talk about it before we do it sure yeah so uh we thought this week instead of a challenge challenge we would do a game challenge so i'm gonna be a game show host, host um and <laughs> is this just because i secretly wanted to do a game show not a podcast and i'm just forcing lydia <laughs> to do that's so fine i'm like, super on board with that challenge this week we're doing a game she's like okay i thought she would just say no I thought she'd be like, this is in Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. Or- we're, we're moving off brand. Um, so, yeah, the I won't tell the details of what the game show is about yet, but stay tuned. For a Switch game show. <laughs> no, not interested. Right. Uh, so shall we dive in a bit about the actual... Topic, story why we're here oh, yeah why we're here and asking EV a few questions about her journey and um starting from the beginning you know how how did you come up with the idea of atlas nautis and you know what was your switch or light bulb moment um and yeah just tell us a bit about your background and it all started um so yeah as i said i studied environmental economics at uni um and then i worked for a climate change group but actually when i think back to that time i was not aware about the things that i could have been doing as an individual like i still ate meat i'm still like you know did things that now i'm like i I can't believe that Mm. i was working for a climate change group and i it didn't even cross my mind that that was bad for the environment i then um, took some time out and I went to New Zealand um, and when I was out there I kind of just realized how much further ahead countries like Australia and New Zealand are in terms of the environment and people there are really connected with the environment I don't know if it's to do with like the Maori culture and how connected they are with the land but everyone is so like outdoorsy um, and they have so many companies out there that are doing like great things for the environment um, 
And when I was out there, I started a sustainable living blog. And one of the first posts I ever wrote was six easy steps to plastic free July or something like that. Six easy switches um, to help you get through plastic free July. Um, and so I was researching into these different companies. We had like a bamboo toothbrush one or a reusable water bottle one, um, shampoo bar, um, all like basic things. Um but the thing I noted was that they were all from different com- um, different companies and I was having to do different research into all these different brands to help me live plastic-free. And I was like, why is no one doing all this in one place? Why do I have to, you know, make all these different orders, pay all, this, pay all the delivery fees, first of all, and then all of this stuff is coming from different places, all this different packaging as well. And so that, you know, that sort of just like stayed with me. And that was sort of, well, yeah, it was in July. And then when I came back in October, October, November, it was around the time of Blue Planet. Um, And no one had really in this country started doing things like bamboo toothbrushes or shampoo bars. That wasn't really a thing. And then Blue Planet happened and everyone was like, oh, my God, plastic. This is such an issue. And then I was sort of like, well... I, ha- I have an awareness of all of these products that other people are doing. We just don't have them here. And I thought, well, why do we not create a brand that has all these products in one place under one brand name? Um, and then I told my sister about my idea, and yeah, there we go. The wow. rest is history. <laughs> cool. And then, like, what, what background does your sister have? She's- um, she is a financial advisor, so I'm more of the ideas person, and she's more of the, like, get real Rain, yeah. rain it in real like the reality check we but she's very useful that. yeah kind of like me with you huh <laughs> 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 I'm joking um, so, she doesn't answer my question <laughs> um so yeah i'm just curious about you know when in the very early days because you've been going for what like a couple of years when about well we launched last march so oh, yeah. we're just over a year okay. old yeah. Yeah. wow yeah. So, um, wow, it feels like you've been around for longer than that because you're quite well established. Um, but well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> as a young female entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know what I think our listeners would be quite interested just to know, like, how was it like establishing your own business? And, you know, was there any particular moments where you thought, oh, my God, you know, this is just like too hard? Like, I'm not this has been one of the like when I look back to myself sort of like a year and a half ago I'm like oh my god like you're a child (laughs) this has like been such a roller coaster you have days where you're like oh my god this is the best thing I've ever done this is amazing I'm so happy and then you have other days where you're like oh my god haven't had an order in like a week everyone hates me like (laughs) what am I doing why am I doing this and because most of last year I was just working on Alice and Waters and I was living with my parents so it was tough Mm. um yeah it was tough but at the same time it was been amazing sort of like having my own freedom to do what I want and you know it's we've made mistakes but we've learned from them and that's really all you can do Mm. yeah and I guess just talking about the brand like you had this idea how did you create it into a brand and like the Mm -hmm. name behind it like where does that all come from so we initially were going to be called wild and berry (laughs) I bought the domain name, I was ready. And then I read an article online about how um, some men sort of shun environmentally friendly behaviours because they fear that it's going to make them look feminine. So then I started doing research into sort of 
what is now called the eco-gender gap. Um, and it was all about how men basically see the environment as a feminine issue and they don't want it to make them look girly, basically. Um, and so I went back to my sister and I said, we can't call this wild and berry. We can't have like pink patterned flowery bottles. Like we've got to be inclusive. Um, and the research also found that women show no preference when it comes to branding. Like they're just as likely to buy, say like a neutral black bottle as they are a pink flowery bottle whereas there's no way men would buy a pink flowery bottle so we sort of went down that route of being like a gender neutral unisex brand to make sure that we were not excluding anyone from the sustainability conversation um the name is actually kind of complicated but the logo sort of works quite simply the name i really just like the word atlas i think it encompass it's about it's the world really when you hear the word atlas you think about the world and autos means sunrise in latin um so it's supposed to sort of symbolize like the dawning of a new day like a new beginning that's cool never have known that 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 name because atlas is also like you think of journeys you think of like exploring yeah and we're sort of like adventure brand as well so Yeah. yeah Yeah, no, I really think the topic that you just touched on unisex and mm-hmm. sustainability is so yeah. important. I think it's it's also something Lydia and I discussed a lot when we were white papering this podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, when we did our, our target audience and all of that. And we really want it to be not gender specific yeah. because, you know, just for the past five years in the sustainability industry, a lot of it has been quite female led. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm doing hiring, you know, a good 80 percent of the the candidates are, are females yeah. and it's just you naturally get that and mm-hmm. I think now we're starting to see a shift people becoming more aware not thinking sustainability is some girly topic yeah. but I just I really want to break that that gender mm-hmm. association yeah. to sustainability and I think brands like you guys are doing a great job in making sustainability really unisex mm. accessible mm-hmm. yeah that's what we're trying to do too, I guess. Mm-hmm. And how did you find, so when, you know, you launched and, mm-hmm. and talking about that, that unisex side of things, mm-hmm. you know, did, did that kind of goal be reached? You know, is, are your sales from both male and female? So what? yeah, we do get, I mean, if we had gone down the original route, I don't think we would have got sales from men mm-hmm. buying things for themselves at all. Mm. But I would say our sales at the moment are probably about, a third men and two thirds women, but That's I would say, yeah, especially because women buy more. Yeah. We do, yeah, yeah, yeah. we do generally buy more. Mm. Um, we get men buying things for themselves. We get men buying presents for their partners. Mm. It, there is no way that if we had gone down the other route that we would have that. Mm. Um, it's a bit weird though because our Instagram following is about eighty percent women, mm. and I don't know if that's a reflection on instagram i don't yeah. but it's it not reflected in our sales thing, yeah thing, yeah I, guess, mm-hmm. I don't know the stats about instagram but i'm guessing i think it's about 50 50 though that's why it confused me yeah but i'm thinking like maybe in terms of how actively people yeah follow new brands and mm. especially retail brands, yeah true maybe it's more biased towards mm-hmm. women who knows but anyway instagram let us know but i guess going into you know your actual products and, yeah. and kind of how you started and, and what the process is like how mm-hmm. did you 
essentially pick, you know, what are the mm-hmm. products and then how did you start sourcing them? And like, can you tell us a bit about the procurement process and how that mm-hmm. So going back to the blog post that I wrote, mm-hmm. I, my aim was within the first year to do our own own brand version of those six items. So it was shampoo bar, water bottle, bamboo mm-hmm. toothbrush, coffee cup. And that, I knew that was where we wanted to start. Um, so we went and we looked for um, those products, first of all. Um, it was a lot of Googling. Mm. <laughs> um, was it partly determined by, like, what was available? and But then also, like, now have you found more products which are... Yeah. there at first. Yeah, definitely. So more and more recently we've found sort of female makers and creators in the UK um like women sort of like jumping on the plastic free zero waste bandwagon and making their own products and that's been so great because we can source we can support them mm-hmm. and we're sourcing products from the UK which is like the dream mm-hmm. um that's not possible for all of our products because obviously okay. those like materials to make water bottles like we don't we don't make water bottles in this country we have to import them um so it is tricky and on those kind of like criteria of like local um what the material is made out of what do you think like when you and your co-founder sit down and pick products what's your like top thing like you is it is it locally sourced is it from the uk is it like what the actual material is made out of is it how long it like what is your kind of main i think for us because the branding is so important to us it's the way that it looks Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. will always come first and you know it's great having an environmentally friendly product it can be made of whatever the most sustainable material but if it doesn't look good it doesn't work and nobody wants it then there's no point you investing your time and energy in making a product that nobody's going to buy it has the product has to work it has to come first and i don't necessarily think that this is a good thing but the sustainable aspect of it has to come second Mm, definitely. because if you don't have any income then you can't have an impact if no one's buying your products you can't there's no point and how do you find the balance between the two because all of your products are sustainably stored they're a sustainable product um and they look great so was it difficult to find that looks great serves a purpose it's functional but it's quite sustainable we've been really lucky in that we took a risk with some of the things that we imported we were just sort of were like let's go for it see what they see what they look like and we've been so lucky that they've turned up and they've been amazing mm-hmm. um at the end of the day the products that we sell serve a purpose in that they are reusable um so it is unfortunate that we do have to import them um but the idea is that that you reuse them and reuse them and yeah. reuse them. Um, so it's like a net benefit. Yeah, and we have taken this into consideration. As of March the 21st, we now plant a tree for every order through our website wow. to try and offset some of our emissions. Um, and until they start making water bottles and coffee cups in the UK, we are going to have to keep doing stuff like that. It's not a bad thing, but mm-hmm. we don't want to have to keep importing things. It is a... Yeah. You know, there is an issue and we are aware of it and we know that we're not perfect, but trying to tackle all of these issues in one go is hard. Yeah. And um, coming back to the point about, you know, just doing your best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that even though uh, you import some of the, you know, some of your suppliers are abroad, Mm -hmm. 
Um, I know you do have some, like you're supporting ethical businesses yeah. that are doing good locally. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And we do, um, so we work with a manufacturer called Freeset. Um, they're based in Kolkata in India. Well, they're actually global, but the people that we work with are in India. Um, and they, uh, like, they hire and train um, women who are previously employed in India's sex trade. So they give them skills um, and they make our bags. Um, mm. So by supporting them, we're essentially helping support these women. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, who who can argue with that? I've had a few people um, since we launched the podcast actually asking, you know, we should maybe touch on how, you know, when you do have those dilemmas between, mm-hmm. you know, like, do I choose like local food yeah. or is it better that it's organic? Mm-hmm. Also, like what do you do? And I just wondered what your, your view is on that, you know, do, can people be? Can it be calculated so precisely, or is it more about just doing what you is con, is convenient and mm-hmm. the best option at the time? I mean, human beings have an impact. You know, you have to eat. You have to. Well, you do have to wear clothes. <laughs> um, yeah. You have to travel around, and everyone basically has a choice as to how they do those things. Um, you can't not have an impact and it's always going to be a personal decision as to what impact you decide to have. You know, you could always say, I'm going to eat fair trade food because it's great for the growers in Colombia and Kenya. Or, and you know, you might be doing something really good for them or you might not agree with the fact that those that's been flown halfway across the world to you. And so you might want to eat local, but then... You know, it's all it's all what you decide. Yeah. yeah, I think that's such an important thing because we talk about trade-offs all the time on this podcast. But at the end of the day, like what I want to encourage people to do is you need to pick like what matters to you because there's yeah. three million things that, mm-hmm. that can affect a product or a food or yeah. a, like whether it's organic, local. You know, you really got to pick what matters to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because... Yeah, as you say, we, we all have an impact. Mm-hmm. We can't help that. We can't win. Yeah. So just you may as well just do what's most important mm-hmm. to exactly. you. Exactly. And the things that are really important to me personally are gender equality, ta- plastic pollution, and tackling climate change. And sometimes they go hand in hand and sometimes they don't. For example, like Morrison's changing their plastic bags for like mushrooms or whatever to paper bags. You know, is that is that actually good? Because yeah. you're still cutting down a tree to make a single-use product, but then you're not using plastic. And, you know, that's a personal thing. And unless you've got a reusable bag, which, again, is energy-intensive to make, unless you're going to reuse it for, like, the next 30 years, like, you ha- And there's so much information out there, and you don't necessarily know what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you can pick one thing or you just forgive yourself when you can't tackle everything that you're trying to do then as long as you're caring and as long as you're trying, then that's all that really matters. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think a lot of the times people associate like sustainability and what we kind of wanted to not make this podcast about was guilt and shaming mm-hmm. people and saying, oh, plastic water bottle. Like, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah. That's life. And if you're picking the one thing that matters to you, mm-hmm. great. You know, it doesn't need to be. Is it worth you passing out on the pavement because you yeah. forgot your, like, water do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, so true. <gasps> yeah. uh, or feeling bad about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Take Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> really, really don't want to know what those Ubers are. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Great. Um, so, like, everyone's sort of the, the buzzword at the moment is less plastic, mm-hmm. um, Blue Planet 2, all of that. So, how did you find um, breaking into the market and as one of those companies that's kind of doing their bit and providing an alternative for people in practice how actually was it kind of getting your products out there and making the connections you needed to make so we were one of the first brands as far as I'm aware in the UK that offered like such a wide range of products all in one place under our own brand name Mm. so I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't easy. But for example, when we went to like, we did a fair quite early on um, in our, like we did it in like June and we launched in about March. And the thing is, is that people will come up and they'll be like, oh, a water bottle. I should have one of these. It's not like you're trying to sell someone a pretty scarf Mm -hmm. that they Mm -hmm. want. It's something that they feel compelled that they should have. Mm -hmm. So in terms of things like that, like, people really are grateful that you exist because you're essentially providing a service for them. You're making it easier for them to live in a way that they want to. I think it's interesting, though, that sustainability and sustainable products have shifted from um, a a want or a non-essential to an essential. Like that, the whole concept of a reusable water bottle probably five years ago or even longer was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you've got a nice pretty water bottle. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm actually serving a purpose Mm -hmm. and I'm not having plastic cups or even things like, you know, those keep cups or those to-go cups where you put Mm -hmm. your coffee in. Before I was like, oh, the purpose is because it keeps my coffee warmer for longer, Mm. not because it's sustainable and I'm using cups at every kind of Starbucks or coffee location. Yeah, Yeah, that's true interesting shift and it's now like actually not only do people want to do it because they feel it's right it's actually kind of aspirational to and cool Mm. uh to sort of behave in that way yeah in a more sustainable way but then i guess you've got to find that balance between you know having a million reusable water bottle companies and them all competing against each other Mm -hmm. and that's not the point the point is really that ultimately we're trying to create less waste Mm. it's not but at the same time we are shifting away from by buying things buying things buying things Mm. um but it is you know there's a lot there's a lot more companies out there now selling plastic free products dedicated to plastic free products than there were this time last year um and i guess you just got to make sure that you're actually you know a couple of times I have thought you know are we actually making a difference like are we actually needed I guess essentially the end goal for us would be that we aren't needed because 
Everyone's because everyone's already got that stuff or exactly. or shops have stopped selling plastic and they've started, you know, mainstream yeah. shops selling like, you know, like um, bamboo cotton buds and bamboo toothbrushes. That needs to be normal. That needs yeah, to be normal. Exactly. That, that, isn't, that shouldn't be niche. That should be like everyone should have a bamboo toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> so how is that like when, when you're, go- you know, what types of shops or, you know, is it easy for brands that you stock for example is it easy for them to get shelf space in supermarkets and things yet or is it or is it still that niche product which you can only get online i think we're seeing more and more products crop up in places like waitrose and um tesco have actually just started selling a brand um of like tampons and um, what are they called pads um there are like organic cotton and they're sort of selling things like moon cups Mm. um it's slowly happening Mm. but i still feel like until they have to until they really really have to and until it becomes more profitable for them to sell ethical and sustainable products than it is for them to sell the products that they're selling at the moment and until they feel the pressure to do that from consumers, then they're just going to keep doing... And I think doing... plastic is now at a place where they are getting pressure from consumers. Yeah. People will not yeah, buy a plastic right. straw or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. But actually, recently, you know, McDonald's switched to doing paper straws. People now have apparently started... They hate using the paper straws, and they've started using plastic coffee lids over the top of their drinks. So instead, when, yeah. instead of using a paper straw because it, like, goes all mushy in their mouth... Wait, what? How are they? So instead of so, you get the straw in like your milkshake or yeah. So they don't want to use a paper straw, so they use like a plastic coffee lid because they don't have plastic straws. I don't get it. What do you mean? (laughs) Take the lid off and put a coffee cup lid where so they can sip sip it. it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that actually happened to me. I never go to McDonald's, but. that's always how that sentence starts, isn't it? But, I never get to McDonald's, but I had 20 chicken that. nuggets the other day. Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah, like I, my uh, boyfriend got a milkshake uh, and it had the paper straw mm-hmm. in it and it did go mushy. I mean, it's, it's not a, really a very good plan, is it? Like, no. I just, do you need a straw? Really no, need a straw. you don't need a straw. You really don't. Unless you're like out and you're wearing nice lipstick. Yeah, you know, mm. when I'm at the bar, Or if you have a genuine disability, which means that you have to use a yeah, straw. Yeah, cool. Fine. Cool. Absolutely. Yes. And you don't, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, wrapping up, um, so we're almost out of time. But yeah, what does the future of Atlas and Ernest look like? What are, you know, your goals? What's kind of your... your next plan in all honesty i don't really know but <laughs> we have come such a long way and i didn't you know some it's something like 90 percent or 80 percent of businesses fail in their first year and we're still going and i'm really quite proud of that yeah, um not only that we've like really recently seen things start picking up that we weren't expecting people last week were sending me pictures because we were in stylist and i didn't know that that was going to happen we were in forbes last week which i never thought in a million years that that would happen what so when they they don't tell you and i didn't know about stylist i knew about forbes but yeah um i've had to get some a random person on instagram to send me a copy of the stylist magazine (laughs) thank you so much if that was you (laughs) um 
but we've also this hasn't been announced yet so big secret that i'm announcing right now um is that we've got a <laughs> we've got a pitch at glastonbury festival this summer um oh, nice. so i'll be there <laughs> come yes. and visit so you know, they've banned plastic water bottles at yeah, glastonbury so selling, um the reusable containers and stuff like that yeah so we're gonna be there with our plastic free products um well, I didn't buy a glass and bright one, so I'll come by your area and Thanks. buy one of yours. Um, so we are launching our crowdfunding campaign for that um, in the next week. It's called Pitch In to Pitch Up. Um so yeah, we're gonna be doing different size water bottles. We're gonna be doing bamboo coffee cups, um, in collaboration with E wow. Coffee Cup. I say in collaboration. Yeah. Um, because you're not allowed glass at Glastonbury for the animals. Oh, yeah. um, and we've got another, we've got some other fun products on there. So that will be started being promoted quite soon. So keep an eye out. And if you feel like backing us, please do. Oh, because otherwise nice. we can't go. Because okay. we don't have a tent. We don't have anything at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah. So everyone, please go to, do you have like a, a website? It's on Indiegogo. Um, okay. But go on our by the time this comes out, go on our Instagram and Twitter and you'll, um, yeah. you'll see. Everyone Touch wood. Just donate a little bit, of, yeah. li- little bit of money and pitch in so we can pitch up. I'm going to keep using it as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. And also we have a little um, surprise treat for our listeners with the, the discount code. Yeah. Evie has kindly provided so if you go to the website and on checkout enter switch 15 um is that caps sensitive it's all caps yeah all caps switch 15 um and you can get 15 percent off your order yeah, yeah that's check it out atlasnautis.co.uk yeah, yeah we'll you. send um, the the website and everything in our show notes. So all you listeners, um, you can see the link there. Great. Is it challenge time? Yeah. <laughs> game challenge. <gasps> I'm a bit nervous. What is it? <laughs> I don't know what this game is yeah, about. We haven't told Evie anything, so it's all going to be a surprise. Am I going to so, come across really badly that I don't know anything? No. no. <laughs> well, well, we never know anything. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. We know lots of things. <laughs> so we're going to do a little quiz um, where Ashna and Evie are going to... I'm going to present a everyday product um, and you're going to... If you know a more sustainable version than the mainstream of that product, then you need to make your buzzer sound, which can be whatever you want. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) just make a sound. Just be like, bloop. <laughs> your name, um, and you're gonna say, you know, what is the alternative? And well, a why it's bad. So like, okay, but quickly, it has to be quiet, yeah, like yeah. quick fire, quick fire. Okay, and then like why the other product you know about is better. Okay, okay, okay. So firstly, we're gonna go for an easy one: um, face wipes. <laughs> Buzz. <laughs> Evie. Uh, reusable face wipes. Um, so face wipes are bad because not only do they come in a plastic... Packet. Yeah, I want to say tube, but it's not yeah. a tube. Um, <laughs> plastic packet. Um, but they don't biodegrade properly. Oh. Um, so, yeah, if you use reusable face wipes, you buy them once and then you use them for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. 
great. Especially if they're like organic cotton, that's even better. And they provide those on atlasandortis.co.uk. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> I feel like this game is rigged. <laughs> don't have a product brand. <laughs> hey, next, quick time. All right, number two. Crisp packets. Oh. Ashna. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's no sustainable crisp packets. Sorry, say chips in Canada, not crisps. Um, there isn't a sustainable solution. And half of the time, well, most of the time, you can't recycle them. Mm. And there's like sometimes some communities do collection points for them, but it's not mainstream. Yeah. Recycled. So why? Because so, a lot of people have a misconception that it is. Yeah, I've been recycling recyclable. my my crisps bag, chips <laughs> bag, um, for so long until I realized that at the back it says you can't recycle them because yeah. it's like this film that mm-hmm. is unrecyclable. Yeah, it's really annoying. Do you know any alternatives? I actually don't. Mm. I feel like there are brands that you think their packaging is recyclable. You know, like vegetable crisps, they're all like healthy. Yeah, yeah. and then mm. bags. Are, no. Yeah. No. I don't know what an alternative is, though. Like paper? Yeah. Paper bags, It'd yeah. It'd have to be because it's like got to be waterproof or something to keep the freshness in. Okay, next. Oh, just no, don't I'm eat crisps. All right, here. well, I'm just kind of building this business idea with Evie. Sorry. We've got Atlas Nautis crisps. Um, Okay. Next one is toilet paper. Ooh, beep. I'm going to say that was slightly Ashna. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Bamboo toilet paper. We actually had a podcast um, that hasn't been released yet, but will be hopefully by the time this is out um, called Cheeky Panda. Um, which is a great company that uses bamboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also recycled toilet paper. Oh, Who gives yeah, a crap? Like yeah, yeah. There is that, but apparently it's not as good as uh, because it's still. What's wrong with it, Ashley? It's, it's FSC certified, which is good, mm-hmm. um, but it still takes a lot know, of energy. A lot of energy. The pulping okay. process mm-hmm. isn't as environmentally friendly as the bamboo pulping process. Oh. So it's better than nothing, but it's not as good as the bamboo. Okay. Paper, There's also like family cloth if you're into that. It's like reusable. Oh. So it's like it has poppers. It looks like a toilet roll. So I, oh, and you, you just pop it. it, yeah, and then wash it. Oh, I mean, number one's only advised. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how close you are with your family. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, okay. Uh, so next one is trainers, running shoes. Beep. That was me. That was that me. Was actually, uh, <laughs> that was a very hesitant. Uh, let me think of a brand. Uh, Veja, V-E-J-A. Um, yeah, okay. They're a brand, and they take uh, recycled um, rubber um, and different fabrics. Um, you can get them at, like, high street brands, too. There's, like, a um, – you can get them at Office, um, all these kind of stores. So check them out. Really cool. V-E-J-A. Mm-hmm. Cool. And there's other cool. ones, but, yeah, that's a – yeah. I didn't even know that trainers were that bad, but I guess they are the quite... The rubber, the manufacturing, yeah, like the what you shipping. Do and a lot of them are produced in like really bad working conditions. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. good to Next know. One. And last one now. So, uh, like, men's or women's razors. Beep. Oh, no, I'm not that. Firstly, <laughs> I'm sorry, I should not have gendered razors. People, yeah, people in, with hair. People with hair. <laughs> Uh, who want to shave their hair (laughs) yeah what is it i don't know okay sorry um so there's safety razors which are like 
I think they're a bit like hot. We don't sell them. They're like hardcore, like old fashioned. They're just completely metal. And you just basically like hold them on your face and that you let like the weight of the razor shave you. Okay, and you. I say face. I do not have a beard. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like the soaps and stuff, because I know another company that does like facial soap suds, um, rather than like the. Yeah, we do shaving soap. Oh, cool! Yeah, Yeah. so like the whole shaving process. Yeah, sustainable. There is also another company, um, Bulldog. It's for men, but I'm totally. I don't believe in for men. So their razors are bamboo, and there's like a bit of plastic in the top, but it's like the actual handle is bamboo. So I use that. Oh, that's cool. Over and over and over again. I think I should probably change the head, but I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. find it. <laughs> can't find oh, the other that one. That was a fun game. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. I can't remember who won. I don't know. I do I not think, think actually, it was you me. Answered three and Evie answered two. But oh, very well done, guys. That that Thanks. was really that was um, fun. I think yeah. So so wrapping up as we're pretty much out of time here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of your reflections? Yeah. So um, I think reflecting on our conversation is um, just really how well Atlas Nautis has done to like, as you say, keep be thriving at this point over a year after starting. And, uh, you know, the, the pace at which this market is changing and um, the positiveness, positivity of that is great. Mm-hmm. That's my reflection very positive one yeah and I think for me it's yeah it's to commend what you guys have done and um you know more on the business side of things if you really like see a vision anything's possible like you guys had a vision Mm -hmm. um it was an idea and now it's this badass business doing really cool things and that's what we're all about and yeah so huge uh you know congrats to you and your team and everyone who made it possible um but do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you um how they can get in touch yep so our website is www.alisonautis.co.uk you can find us on instagram and twitter at atlas and autis um we will be at glastonbury festival this summer um come and find us um we'll be there (laughs) 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 yeah with with myself, yeah. You're, you're gonna come. I can't come. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Um, yeah, or you can connect with me personally on Twitter at Evie Calder. Tweet great. me. Great, thank you. <laughs> um, and so for us, um, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we really want to hear what you think. So don't be shy. Send in your. Um, your thoughts you know what you want us to talk about what you enjoyed what you didn't like um, because we we want to involve you and connect to more people in who also have a similar values and passion Mm -hmm. for this conversation but Um, most importantly if you have a solution for a reusable (laughs) recyclable chips bag (laughs) need to know (laughs) right now Um, my passion is (laughs) so yeah um you can email us at hello at podcastswitch.com or tweet or instagram us at podcast switch thanks everyone thanks thank you thanks Bye. Bye. bye